You've come together tonight to bless an organization that is doing great work because they are blessing the widows and the orphans. They're literally ministering the love of God to people. But when you consider all the things that are happening right now and all the, the circumstances that are going on in the world and all the chaos that's taking place right now, it's, it's, it's often a daunting idea to love now. If you are, have your Bibles, uh, but they're going to put it up on the screen for me also, I'd like for you to consider 1 Corinthians 13. Now, the reason I said I'm going to be short is because I have another darling group of women, mighty women of God that I've asked to come and share with us. And so I want to make sure that they get a, a chance to, to sing. But it says, 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. And it says, If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And then it says, if I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Then it goes on to say, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way, and hallelujah, it is not irritable or resentful. It does not reject at wrongdoing, rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, holds all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. But we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. And I, I um, this, this is really important to me. It says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave away, gave up childish ways. In, in my version, it says, I put away childish things. I put them away. See, giving up something, putting up away something is kind of different to me. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. And what I want to end on this now. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Say that with me. But the greatest of these is love. 
sometimes when I speak, and I know that I'm speaking to um, what, what would be considered for me, for me, an uncommon house, I'll do things that I know are going to make people uncomfortable. And I'll be honest with you, there's a method to that madness. You know, I'll, I will get up and speak and make sure you know that I'm a black guy. You know, he said, you are. I'll get up and speak and I'll make sure you know that I'm a big black guy. Well, I'm not as big as I used to be, but I still got my third, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm working on my six pack, you know, get myself. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my sexy back from my wife. Man, you know what that is, right? Y'all know. You know, you used to walk in the house and you would saunter. You know, say, that's my baby right there. You know, yeah. But I lost that saunter somewhere along the way. I remember walking past the mirror one day and, and, uh, and I didn't like what I saw. And I thought to myself, now if I'm not pleased with that, she can't be too happy. My wife is fine. So I'm working on getting my back. You know, people get hung up on words in church. They get hung up on certain things. But why am I doing that? Because I love her. Because I love her. And that's one of the things. We, we make sacrifices because we love. I, I don't eat as much red velvet cake as I used to, or German chocolate, or cake, period. But I was looking at considering this, and I said, why love now? You know, if you look at any, I'm not talking any specific, it doesn't matter which one. If you look at any news, for any real length of time, you can become embittered very easily. And you can think that Fox is telling the truth. You can think that CNN is telling the truth. You can think that MSNBC, oh, they've got it pegged. But nobody's telling the truth. They're not celebrating Jesus. They're not celebrating a life in love. They're not promoting anything real. It's all about making you mad. It's really what it is. It's really, let's be honest. It's all about making you mad. Why do I say that? Because you don't even know me. Most of you never met me. A lot of you have seen me, but you've never met me. And you don't know what's in my heart. But I promise you, not all, not even most, but I guarantee you, somebody had an opinion of me the first time you saw me. Might have been a good opinion. Might have been a not so good opinion. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I did the same thing. I was the same way. I sat in judgment over the people that I saw. I remember the beginning of the year when we first started serving on the board for the Black History Celebration. 
Pastor Larry called me into a meeting. And I remember I had this thing in my mind, this picture of how things were going to go in the meeting. And I'll be honest with you, I was a little afraid. I was, I was, I even, matter of fact, the first time I said, no, I'm not going to do it. Remember that? But I praise God in the fact that I can tell you that the Holy Spirit wrecked my opinions, just destroyed them, just laid waste to them. And I found these to be some of the most wonderful men to ever work with. I, I found a place that they were looking for understanding, and it just blew my mind. And then it got me to thinking, why was my opinion that way? Well, it was that way because of what I'd allowed to creep into my life, to get in through these eye gates. It had, it, had, it had tainted my view. You know, there were some other things feeding that. There were some other, you know, voices and people speaking into that. But the reality is, I'm the one that let it in. But what is love? Love is patient. And I wasn't operating in patience. So why love now? Because I promise you, if you will take the approach that I had to adopt, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen, but because you love me, and because you died for me, and because you chose to bear a cross that you didn't deserve, because you chose to suffer a punishment for my liberty, Knowing that I was dirty, knowing that I was raggedy, knowing that I was full of sin, knowing that without him, there was no righteousness for me. Knowing all of that, you chose to bear that cross. I can stand here today in Granbury, Tennessee. See, y'all ain't even paying attention. I said, Tennessee, and y'all didn't even, look at that. You caught it. Grand Bay, Texas. I'm, I know where I'm at, but I just want to make sure y'all know that I know where I'm at. <laughs> I've had some really rough times in my life. Some really bad times. When Tisha was sharing about her situation being homeless. It, it, it touched a chord in me because I've been that way twice. And I'm not talking about, see, I didn't have a car to live in. I was joking with some guys the other day and we were talking about, we were actually comparing notes on being homeless and how we survived. Actually, you believe that we were comparing notes, one-upsmanship almost. I told the guy, I said, I was sleeping in this abandoned garage in Lake City, South Carolina. I never will forget. I was in this abandoned garage, and I was sleeping, and I had found a mattress in a dumpster out behind a, they have these stores called uh, uh, um, Quick Star, little convenience-type stores. And I found an abandoned mattress, a, a, a mattress that had been thrown away. 
and I'd put that mattress on the floor in this garage. Now, obviously, I'm trespassing in somebody's land, somebody's property, but the garage roof is falling in, there's holes in it, you name it. But it's South Carolina, so it's kind of warm, you know, and, and you, you know, I'm looking up, and you can see the holes in the roof and everything, and I'd fallen asleep. And something woke me up. And I just, you know, I woke up just in time to notice a rat about that big. And it fell off, it was hanging on the thing. And you know, you know rats, when they're doing strenuous activity, they kind of poop a little bit, y'all know what I'm talking about? They, they let those go. So I'm laying there. <laughs> but not just that, I'm, I had fallen asleep, so I'm still a little, you know, I'm still sleepy, I'm still groggy, so I see it, but I don't really respond. And so it's, it's hanging on this, this beam, and next thing you know, it falls off and thump, fell on my chest. And I said, ah, 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 ah. See, that's real. He said, do it again. I don't do real good with small animals, small critters and stuff. I don't do good with those, so, you know. And I ain't no chump or nothing like that. I don't want you to think that, but, but I just don't do good with them. I don't do good with rats and, you know. You want to shut me down? Put me near a possum. I had a possum keep me out of my house till 5 o'clock in the morning one time. That ain't no lie. I went to my mama's house till the possum left. Eight hours later, I would drive to my house. Now, you got to understand this. I know I'm, you're going to say, shake your own rabbit trail, but I'm telling you, this, is, this, will, this will do you good. I'm, eight hours later, I have driven to my mama's house. I drive back to my house. Now, understand the significance of this. At this point in my life, I'm doing pretty well. I've got gold records. I've got movie soundtracks. I've got a recording studio in Louisville, Kentucky. I've got the house that I just bought that the possum punked me out and made me run from. And that possum kept me out of my house. But did you, did you catch the dynamic? Did you catch what just happened? I just told you, I went from homeless to gold records, lots of money, great house, property in a really nice part of the city with a recording studio in it, and I'm doing well. And that lasted for about three years until I got into a lawsuit the management company. I was signed to Warner Brothers as a writer, and they, they sued the band for breach of agreement. And in the state of Kentucky, there was no such thing as entertainment law until 2001. Well, what does that mean? It simply means this. It means that any income that I make that I don't earn from a job that's considered proper work, like McDonald's, Ford, GE, whatever, any income is garnishable at 100%. Well, my whole life, is residual income. It's my whole life is royalties. 
And I'm talking hundreds of thousands of dollars in royalties. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, um, I hear your true voice. Remember that? AT&T, True Voice, South Central Bell, when they transitioned. I did the male, I was the male voice in that commercial. You're the part of me, that's the heart of me. Dr. Pepper, you're a part. That was me. Every now and then I go through my stuff and I'll find, you know, receipts from residuals and royalties I got, you know. I go back, man, that was, you know, those were some, those were some prosperous times, you know. But I go through this lawsuit and they garnish me at 100%. Not only do they do that, they zero my accounts. So I've got quite a bit of money in the bank one day and I get up one morning, I decided I needed, I, there was some uh, Ferragamo shoes. Now, most of you won't know what those are, but in the hood, those are some cold-blooded shoes. They were Gator. Gator Ferragamos. And I went to buy some Ferragamo shoes at this place, downtown Louisville. And I went in, and I said, well, I'm gonna ju I'll just use my debit card, plenty of money in the bank, pay for these shoes. They're like $350, pay for these shoes. And they said, no, you're... Mr. Anderson, you know, they do the real smooth thing. Mr. Anderson, do you have another card? You know what I'm saying? They, they ain't call me out in front of anybody. They just did a real nice, you know, do you have another card? Okay, what do you mean do I have another card? There's, there's over $10,000 in that account, and I'm paying three fifty dollars for some shoes? Come on, man, really? Run it again. Run it again. Uh, well, it won't accept this card. Maybe there's something wrong with the machine. Do you have another card? He's trying to be graceful with me, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, you know, I'm doing good, so I'm going to get indignant. Look, man, something's wrong here. Run that card again. Run the card, and it won't. I can't get them shoes. So I give him another card. No good. I got about five cards in my wallet, so run them something. You want something? One of them's going to pay for these shoes. None of them work. So then I go, okay. I'm embarrassed now. Riding home, kind of mad. I stop by my bank. I go in. And the lady that works at the front of the bank knows me real well. You know, they love me because I'm, you know, putting good money in the bank and everything, you know. Mr. Anderson, hey, um, before you say anything, can we talk with you? Pull me back in the little office, you know, they got the window thing right there, and there's the glass behind here, but really ain't no room, because so, you know, it, it, it's not like it's covered in. Anybody can hear the conversation, you know. So I'm in here, and it's supposed to be this private conversation. So, well, um, absolute direction, which is the management company. Receive the judgment against you, and they've zeroed your accounts. Rents due, you know, mortgage, all this stuff. And so I'm in this situation, but I'm thinking, okay, whatever. I got checks coming every two weeks. 
and literally for two years, every dime I made, the check would say, you know, Levi's, $5,000 here in the gross, zero in the net. Imagine, and nobody would hire me because everybody knew that I was in this lawsuit. So they knew that, okay, if we pay him any money, it's just going to be taken. If we give him a check, it's just going to be taken. So nobody would touch me. And they were kind of trying to do this. I, I assume they were doing it for my own good. I'm fast forwarding. A year later, I'm working at Walmart, making $7.15 an hour. And I'll be honest with you, I'm happy to be working. Working at Walmart, and I've gotten this, I took a position with my father in the ministry at his church. And they can't garnish the Walmart check, but anything else, they're still taking it. So I've done pretty bad at this point. And I'm also, I've been married for a little while, raising three little girls that I adore, and we start going through problems. And we don't just go through problems, we go through problems. Next thing you know, we're getting a divorce. So, working at Walmart, trying to process my problems, getting depressed, and I start, you know, I don't know why, you know, I'm, I'm working at Walmart and they're giving me all the hours I want. And so I decide I'm not, I'm not making enough money, so I get a job at this place called Worthington Steel, and that's another eight-hour job. I'm trying to keep my mind off my problems because I've actually fallen into a really bad place. I'm really, really depressed. And so I'm working out. I'm, you know, I'm working at Worthington Steel, working at Walmart, and I join a gym. Working out in the gym, and I got numb, and I get a hernia. But I don't know I have this hernia. So one day I'm at Walmart, and uh, I get this weird feeling in my chest I've never had before. And I'm, at first I think, oh, it's 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 a really bad gas. So you know you you know you get gas, you're trying to beat it out. You know you do that thing and I'm gonna get this gas out, and then I'm gonna get me a Coke. You know Coke will get the gas out. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink this Coke. And it's gonna be, I'm going to be all right. I drink the Coke, and it won't go, it won't go down. But not only that, Pastor Larry, it hurts like nothing I've ever experienced in my life. And then I know I'm in trouble. And so they got these metal doors, and I walk through these metal doors. As, as I'm walking through these metal doors, everything starts shutting down. Just, just starts shutting down. And then I remember telling the guy, that I, I walked up to this guy that worked at, near the, the section I worked in, and I said, I'm in trouble, man. And, and, and as I'm leaning, trying to, I think, I, I think I'm going to lean on this wall, but I miss it, and I fall flat to the ground. Turns out that I had, because I suffered with chronic severe acid, severe chronic acid reflux, it had eaten a hole 
in the lining of my stomach and in my esophagus. And so anything that I eat or drink is actually going into my bloodstream. It's actually making its way. There's veins and all this other stuff that have, they've got holes in them. So I'm just going into this toxemia. Well, that stress causes an enlarging of the heart. And I've got this all of a sudden leaky valve. Then I have kidney and liver failure, both shut down. And so, and then that stress, I don't know how, but both lungs collapsed. So I'm literally, yeah, I'm a mess. My brother took a picture of me one time, and I, I can't look at it. But he took a picture of me after I'd been in the hospital for about a month and a half at this point. And I looked, you remember The Matrix? The movie The Matrix? And they showed all these people and these babies and they had all these tubes and all these things connected to them. And they were basically batteries. Remember that? Uh, well, if, if I took my shirt off, I won't do it. But if I took my shirt off, there's holes everywhere. Because the only thing that was working was my brain. Everything else needed help. Now, while this is going on, I'm going through the lawsuit. Just before I got sick, my wife and I had gotten into a situation and I, you know, had to leave. So I got an apartment. Got this apartment and the only, I, you know, I got a few things I own. One day I got my brother and, his nep and my nephew's over. We're going to have some hot dogs. We leave to go get a loaf of bread. When I come back, the apartment is burned. So everything I own is burned up. So I'm going through this lawsuit. I, 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 I lose everything I own. I'm going through this divorce. And I'm going through the sickest time of my life. And you say, well, shake, you made it. Well, I got to tell you, I stayed in the hospital for nine months. I went in June 2nd of 04, and I got out for good in May of 05. I was in the hospital. I remember thinking to myself, you know, I've been there about three months at this point, and I'm, I'm coming to a close. I've been there about three months, and I remember thinking, it was about two, three o'clock, maybe four o'clock in the morning. I remember thinking, Lord, I've had a good run. I've had a really good run, man. I've done everything that I purposed in my life I was going to do. I've done it. I've traveled, I've been all around the world. I had, I don't have them anymore, but I had gold records and platinum records and I've been nominated for every award you could think of. And I started doing this when I was nine. By the time I was 15, I'd been more places and done more than most people do in their entire lives. And that's not an, that's not an exaggeration. And I've worked with almost everybody I ever envisioned working with, I've worked with. Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Tour with Earth, Wind and Fire, 
worked with Aretha Franklin, movies, you name it, I've done it. So I'm thinking, it's, you know, I've had a good run. I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm tired of being tired. Now remember the Holy Spirit very clearly says, shake, you've not begun to dream the things I have for you. I remember that just like I'm talking to you today. You've not begun to dream the things that I have for you. And so, after nine months in the hospital and a year rehab, because mind you, when I was in the hospital, everything shut down. So I had to learn how to walk. I had to learn how to feed myself. I had to learn how to breathe. I remember being told, well, Mr. Anderson, you know, you know how you're in a hospital and you are, and you are in there for a little while and you ask the doctor, you say, Doc, when am I going to get out of here? And you know, doctors are real smooth, you know, they, they'll say things, well, Mr. Anderson, uh, you know, you've been really sick. Because he didn't want to tell me that I, I really don't know if you, if you are going to get out. But I remember telling the Lord, if you get me out of here, if I get out of here, I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to make the devil sorry he ever touched me. I'm going to take the very thing that he tried to ruin me with and I'm going to march on his head. I know that sounds like braggadocia and boasting and all that, but I mean that with every fiber of my being. So what I did, I started writing more songs. And I wrote this song, it says, take the trials that you've gone through and all the times life made you blue. Search down deep within yourself. Make it medicine for someone else. It says, share the joy you wish you'd know. Hold on to the tears that you have shed. Bottle them with care as though for yourself. Make it medicine for someone else. You've got to go on, and it's hard, I know. Sometimes the way we see it grow is for you, not to take it personal, because it's not about yourself. Yes, it's hard to face. When you've suffered for someone else Share the battles, good and bad The hardest trials you've ever had Take those trophies, take them off the chair Someone else 
now? Why love now? You really have a choice. You think times are difficult. You can think that there's this thing, this task. You can think that things are bad. But trust me, if you'll take it upon yourself to say love is patient, love is kind, Love does not rejoice in evil. I love the idea that love is long-suffering. Did you get that? It's long-suffering. Take the trials that you've gone through. times life made you blue search down deep within yourself whoa make it medicine for someone else someone else